You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Politics Wednesday, Mark Mitchell with us along with Megan Woods. Morning to both of you. Morning, Mike. Morning to both Morning, of you. How'd, you. how'd your house move go, Megan? Uh, it went well. We're down to only three boxes um, left in the garage, so I call that a success. Fantastic. Have you got indoor-outdoor flow? Um, there is indoor-outdoor flow, but it's pretty much rained the whole time since I've moved here, so there hasn't been a whole lot of flowing between the inside and the outside. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, Mark, this tax report today coming from David Parker, what do you reckon's in it, and what do you reckon they're going to do with it? Oh, I think it's a... But, well, you know, have they done it just for a few giggles? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. They've done that. They've all this resources gone doing this report. It's a roadmap um, to what they want to do in the future. There's no doubt about that, and they're using it just to soften people up try and get some commentators out there saying how good it is and what needs to happen and what needs to change. Fundamentally, it's going to be a tax grab, so it'll be very interesting to see what Hipkins does um, prior to the election in terms of... They're going to have to have, make some announcement, otherwise, why would you, why would you actually um, generate a report like that? Well, that's what I was trying to get out of him before 8 o'clock. Megan, what are you going to do with it? What's the point of a report with no follow-through? So I listened to your interview with the Prime Minister and you're not going to try and get, get any more information out of me, but it's exactly what the Prime Minister said. Um, the, the IRD and the Treasury do need to understand these things. It's important we do this research. It's not the kind of thing you do for giggles, Mark. It's called, a, it's called about having good knowledge of what's happening in your economy. It is just what it is. It's well, what it's what are you going to do with it? the Prime Minister said. It's a, it is you, releasing a report talking about the tax system, and the Prime Minister was really clear with you this morning, Mike, that there's going to be no announcements to the tax policy that go with it. Well, Mike National, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's, the election, that's the bit that doesn't make we sense. We will need to release, but, but we'll have to release tax policy before the election, like any party does in any okay. election year. So, so what you're saying is today there'll be no announcement post the report, but closer to the election you'll go, working further on the report we released back in March and April, we are now announcing policy X. That's how this will go. Mike, Mike, are you auditioning for a press sec role with us? Are you almost writing the press release? Well, you need all the help you can get. That's not the plan at all. Look, it is really important that we understand you what's happening in our economy. Mike. It's really important. I, I could save them by Thursday, Mark. Yeah, the, the thing is, yeah, that's right, that's right. The thing is, Megan, is it is all for giggles if you're not going to do anything with it. So why generate a report like this and release it and you're not going to do anything with it. So something's coming. It's just a matter of uh, when that's going to be announced. But that's well, that's not wrong, like though, is it, Mark? I mean, the, the contest of ideas in an election campaign is what it's all about. If they come up and say, after this campaign, after this election, if we win government again, we're going to do this, 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 and this with tax, they're entitled to say that, and that's, that's, that's what you battle on, isn't it? Well, I totally agree with you, is that we should lay out that, you know, it's, it's only fair to the voters that they understand clearly what they're voting for in terms of government, what their priorities are, what their policies are, and what they want to achieve, and how they're going to do that. I agree with you entirely. So is that and where we're heading, exactly Megan? What, well, that's exactly what the Prime Minister told you when he was on, that before the election, like National, Labour will need to lay out its tax policy, and voters will get to decide on that. That's what elections are about, fundamentally, making decisions about what different parties put it on offer. There's nothing unusual about that. No, that's true. Might, this guy, Tom... Might, no, just, I was just going to say really quickly, Mike, have a look at the report when it comes out. It's going to be the road to where um, uh, Labour are going. OK, fair enough. Uh, this bloke, Thomas Pickett, that David Parker seems to like so much, Megan, what do you know of him? 
So Thomas Piketty, he, I mean, he's an author. He, he's an um, author that's um, renowned internationally, that's done a lot of work around distribution and wealth distribution around the world. I think that he, he's a pretty well-known um, thinker in terms of economic thinking around the world. I think most people probably know that about him. Right. How, what's fair? I'll ask you the same uh, same question the Prime Minister stumbled so badly over. What's a fair I share? I he stumbled at all over it, Mike. He was I arguing on my tax and he doesn't have a clue what I earn. Yeah, but Mike, I think the assumption you were making is that you're paying 39 cents on every dollar you earn and that's not the way the tax system works in New Zealand. No, that, that is true. I, I'll correct that. I pay, I pay the, you, you know how the tax system works at 39 yeah. cents. I pay a good chunk of my income at the highest level. Yeah, but you don't pay it on every dollar you earn. That's correct. Thirty nine cents. Yeah, but I'd be I'd still be paying well in excess of ev- half of everything I earn. Is that a fair share? Well, I mean, you think about um, a what you'd be paying in different countries. So, I mean, there's been a lot of talk over the last few days about Australia. You look at what the top tax rate is there; it's much higher. And on top of that, in Australia, you'll have Medicare, you'll have other things as well. But what you're paying in tax is it's not money you're just giving to the government. It's the money that's coming back in the form of the services in terms of our health system, our education system, our roading, all those kind of things that we all need to live. And every government um, has to collect taxes in order to provide those things for all New Zealanders. And it's fair that we, that we pay according to our ability to pay that, according to what we earn. Isn't that the great debate, though, Mark? The people who pay the most use the least in general. Absolutely. I mean, uh, what's the what's the actual number at the moment, Megan, in terms of how many taxpayers are actually tax neutral in terms of they're getting more services back um, on the tax that they're actually paying? It's a very small percentage of the of the top um, wage earners that are actually paying um, that, that aren't tax neutral in terms of the services they're getting back. I mean, what is do you know what the numbers on that at the moment, Megan? Well, that's exactly why you do research that you think is just for giggles, Mark. That's so you understand these things really well. I think one of the things too that no, one of the right now. What, Mark, what is the number? Mark, You're in government. Mark, what is the number, Mark? One of the things that we also want to look at is that one of the things is a whole lot of the burden falls on people that are paying tax in the form of wage and salaries. And the reality in New Zealand is that most tax is collected, if it's not GST, through wage and salary, through PAYE tax. Um, And that we do have a lot of people that are incredibly wealthy who have the ability, um, don't earn a wage and don't get a pay packet every week or a transfer into their bank that aren't paying tax on that. And this is exactly but within the, law, the kind of, of things we need. Well, absolutely within the law. But this is what we have to understand about um, about our country and about our economy. Mark, is Ming Foon and his donations conflict of interest? Yeah, it is clearly a conflict of interest because um, the donation went to the Justice Minister and the Justice Minister is the one that will decide whether or not he's reappointed back into that role again. Um, so it is a clear conflict of interest. What would you have done about it? Well, I mean, um, we've spe- we've been pretty clear about the fact that um, you know Ming Foon should resign from his position as um, uh, you know his role because he's clearly compromised. Why haven't you done more about it, Megan? In fact, I know that Chris Hipkins the other day was busy saying there's nothing to see here when clearly there is. 
Well, I think, let's actually have a look at the facts. The the donation was made to the MP when they were a backbench MP. They weren't the Justice Minister. So I think that's really important to to make sure we're being absolutely um, clear on that. Ming Foon also did what a lot of New Zealanders traditionally have done, and is donated to to, um, individuals across a a range of parties. I know that um, candidates in the National Party have also received donations from Ming Foon. So it's actually about looking at people locally in the area, seeing who is a good, doing a good job and making right. a, a donation. So we can see it's not you know, partisan in the way that I think it's trying to be portrayed. Shouldn't that be um, declared up the, front? If you go for a government job, shouldn't you declare all the donations you've made to people and parties over the years just by way of complete clarity before you get the job? Yeah, and we're changing the rules around disclosure on donations because I think the public do have an appetite to know more about who's giving what to what party. I think that that is important that people know that. Um, and that potentially, I mean, we have thresholds. I think it's $1,500 um, that you need to make a declaration of a, of a donation. I mean, lots of people give a friend a couple of hundred dollars towards an election campaign or, you know, even $1,000 or something like that. Um, but I think that I think you're right. I think there is a desire for the public to know who's donating because it's one of those things that we hold dear about having um, a really transparent um, political system where we know people aren't beholden to big money and it's one of the things I like about New Zealand politics. I think a couple of problems here is that number one, from what I understand, I haven't looked into it closely, but but, uh, the Justice Minister never declared um, as part of the government manual her responsibilities at donation and flagging up um, a clear conflict of interest. I think that the reality is we're a small country. Ming Foon was a very good mayor, and I acknowledged that while he was in Gisborne. Um, that is in um, uh, the Justice Minister's electorate. There's obviously pre-existing relationships there. She um, she had an in-kind uh, rent given to her for one of um, uh, through a company that Ming Foon was a director of. Um, and you need to be absolutely transparent and clear. Otherwise, you'll have these. Um, you know, you, you'll, you'll start to raise suspicions around what is going on. And, and just very quickly, uh, Megan. The donation um, for the for Tanya Tapsell, from what I understand, was $1,000. The donation to Kerry Allen was $10,000. That is quite a significant difference. Tanya Tapsell is the Mayor of Rotorua, not in Parliament. Kerry Allen is the Minister of Justice. And in the well, I think the donation was made to Tanya when she was... I think, I think, Mark, the donation was made to Tanya when she was the candidate. Yes, correct. It was nothing to do with her. But, but I think look, the critical thing is... I'd just like to correct a couple of things because I think it is important um, that, that the facts are out there on this one. The, the donation that you're talking about over over $10,000, some of it was in kind in terms of a cut price rent. It wasn't a cash donation. But these donations have been declared. They've been in plain sight the whole time. It's not like they've been kept secret. So I think that's also really important to understand. And, and Kitty Allen has been really clear um, that she will remove herself from any decision making um, that has to do from Ming Foon. I mean, and, and that is the way it should be. But there, Real but quick, Megan, there was, a, there was a breach of the cabinet manual again. How many breaches can you guys keep making until someone's got to seriously look and say, what is the culture, what is happening inside this Labour cabinet? Because it is breach after breach after breach. All right, got a motor, Mark Mitchell and Megan Woods for another week. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.